This is the Are You Screwed podcast. So you're a punt guy. Really like to punt guy. I stood up to Greg and told him to exit the field of play. Uh, um, I mean, like, yes. The Are You Screwed podcast. He's bitty bad. You're calling Eric LeGrand a liar. The director of athletics is responsible for selecting the football coach. He's going to play for the Ducks. Tampering. Need agility. Play small lineup of soldiers. Vivin. The Are You Screwed podcast. Everybody! Chop, 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 Everybody! Gaetano Panuccio! We have some breaking news. Uh, there has been a call in the state of Rutgers uh, with 98% of precincts reported. The RU Screw podcast has been officially declared the preeminent Rutgers sports podcast in the state of Rutgers. So I just wanted to get that at the top of the show. Uh, we are the best in class. Uh, congratulations, guys. How do you feel about winning this election? Is that what you were going to do, Adam? Because you said beforehand that you had a similar idea or you had an idea for how to bring it in. Yeah, my idea was along those lines. I would just like to get this out of the way since it's probably going to be declined too. I am hereby officially declaring Penn State the last place winner in the Big Ten. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> Who's better? Matt? Yours was funnier. Mine was lamer, but I don't regret it at all. Uh, I think both of them were very on brand, and I'm very I'm very glad both of you did it. Um, yeah, I, I hereby proclaim uh, that my intro is better. That's how this works. <laughs> that, that's fair. That's fair. I can. Uh, I'm just going to sue you, and we'll see what happens. We'll see. What is the, the easiest say. way to know that someone is just talking out of their ass if they use the words "hereby"? <laughs> Do you know? Like, no one has ever used that with actual, like, proper intent. Yeah, I was. I was actually planning on asking. Do you guys know, like, the proper way to use the word "hereby"? Because I don't. I was, you don't. I was no, thinking, you just don't use it. That's the proper way to use it. Like, there's also "heretofore." That's also a oh, word. Yeah, that's I don't know one. how to use any. Of I want to play a game, a segment to later tonight uh, so that you can start thinking of this now of hereby claim. And you are going to pick one Rutgers game in the past to hereby claim that it did not have the opposite happened. Okay, so start thinking now. This segment later on is going to be... I wasn't paying attention. What was it? We're going to play a new segment, Mike, shortly call, called hereby claim. You're going to get okay. to revisit a past Rutgers game and claim that it something else happened. Okay. Okay. So, so start thinking about that. Get okay. your get your thoughts in. We will we will eventually play that play that fun game that uh, I thought of. Get, guys, okay. guys, 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 guys. Um, we have breaking election news. Uh, let's go live to CNN. We have a major projection, not just a projection, but a major projection right now. CNN projects that I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Breaking, breaking news. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, sad news. That uh, Well, <laughs> see you later, Tom. 
<laughs> How are you guys doing otherwise? Everybody feeling feeling good on another uh, Are You Screw uh, podcast uh, episode here? Yeah. I mean, weed's legal in Jersey. How can you not be? Yeah, let's uh, celebrate. We're, we are way closer to that drug episode happening than we ever thought, boys. Listen, well, let's make this the Are You High podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Max just gives me this look. Um, Max, it's okay to say that now. Well, not yet, but Um, it's legal. We the the people voted that eventually it will be okay to say that. That football game was fun though. We had a fun football game, sort of. Did we? Kinda. What football game? The the Rutgers football game on Saturday. It was kind of fun. I don't think that the texts I received from you reflected that opinion. What? What do you mean? You you general. I don't. There did there didn't seem to be a lot of merriment. Are you kidding me? There was some. I, I don't know. I mean, in terms of, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't Michigan State merriment, but hold on here. I mean, we got, uh, you know, it, well, it was like a regression to the mean, I would well, say. You really. know what? I'll let Max speak for himself on this one. First of all, let's get in the mood to talk about this game. All right. Just let, let's get in all the right. mood. All okay. right. Let me, let me get in the mood. Here's Jones making the catch, a little lateral to Bo Melton. Melton trying to lateral it back to, to Vedral, who laterals it to Raekwon O'Neal, who just <laughs> stood up high in the air. It's caught by Jones back at the 25. He cuts left to the 30, flips it up in the air. It's caught. Now who's got it? It's Vedral. Turns, throws it back. Rutgers has got Jones at the 50, to the 40, to the 30, to the 20. He's going to go. What just happened? You have to be kidding me. How great. How great is that Ray Lucas laugh? That was that was the first time I heard that call. That was amazing. I was about to say that's the first time I'd heard that call too. I don't know who I know. Obviously, everybody's complaining about Matt Millen being on the game. I don't know who the play by play guy was, but he also had an outstanding call, I thought, on that. Two very, very good calls. I have for... that too. If you'd like to listen to that. Or if you wanted to listen to Ray Lucas's laugh. <laughs> that's a great that's a great thing to have on the soundboard moving forward is Ray's laugh. <laughs> I mean, that was uh, quite, uh, I mean, it, it, is that the only thing we're going to take away from this loss to Indiana this uh, past I mean, week? I want to talk about the lateral play. I have some stuff to say about the game, um, but I think the lateral play was so much fun. I know, like, Rutgers fans were mad because, oh, it got overturned. How can you overturn it? There's not, there's not clear evidence. How dare you? How dare you overturn the call from our Scarlet Knights? But, like, like. It was fun. They weren't going to win that game, right? Like, like, and and by the way, it was a forward lateral, right? Like, Adam. Wa- oh, we have to talk about science. We have to talk we about, to science, talk about science. science. Um, but it was a forward lateral. The play Did was. Bill so Nye respond. We're going to get to that. The play Whoa. was so much fun. By the way, we have a song that I totally That's forgot a tease. about. We have a song. Wait, what? We'll we get, do. We do. We have a song. Whom? By none other. Then Daniel Evan Breslauer, but we'll get to that Whoa, later. Oh, you can't bury the lead like that. I forgot about it. Luckily, I my long time. I totally forgot about. Are it. we are we running that now, or are we going to wait until the start of the season, the no, basketball we'll, season? We'll, we'll run we it have later news the... on basketball season too, Michael. We'll run oh, I re- it. I don't know anything. I just have done no prep. We'll run it later in the episode, and we'll talk some basketball. It is a okay. basketball song. We'll explain how the song came to be, and everything. We'll get to that. Um, but the lateral play was fun regardless of whether or not it stood like what's the last play you remember for Rutgers football that wasn't negative that was like a really good fun play because like there's been negative ones right there's the Failey special there's the fourth down spike 
is it really going back to the fake field goal by when when Greg was here with South Florida? Like, is that the last thing I'm going to? Not Tim. Well, if after that Tim mm. Brown's kick return against UConn. But there's got to be something since then, right? There's got to be like or like something against Arkansas that comeback when they had. As far as one play is concerned, I don't know. It's I, I, there's but no like, way. But you're saying like something funky and a little bit different because there's obviously been plenty of probably big moments. No, right? I just mean a like a a fun big play you remember. It doesn't have to be like a crazy play necessarily. I mean, I feel like Gary Nova had some big passes against I, Arkansas. Anyway, it was fun. It was fun. Oh, oh the, wait, the block, the block kick by Kamoko Toure. Uh, yep, that's it. There, yeah, that's a good one. Yep, that that's the winner. That is the that's winner. Probably right the there. last good moment Rutgers has had before that. You know, well, you know what was also good game. was uh, uh, I, you know, I can't think of a great play from it, so it doesn't really count. But I was going to say the comeback against Maryland uh, in, in Big Ten oh, Conference yeah. play. My favorite play of the Chris Ash era. Remember, remember, remember the end of the Maryland game. Oh, I was going to say that. I was going to say when, sorry, they sorry. Did, when they didn't catch the kickoff. The Kyle Flood era. My favorite play of the <laughs> Kyle. Flood, no, positively, my favorite positive oh. play of the Kyle Flood era. So they're up. I think it was like 46-41 against Maryland with four seconds left or something, and it was fourth down. And so they didn't want to punt it back, and they didn't want to kneel it. And so what they did was is they told all of their offensive linemen to hold and then went back and took a safety. So either Maryland could have ta- allowed the play to – or take. Sorry, accepted the penalty for holding because there were 10 holding calls on the play and Rutgers would have just been able to kneel or take the safety and the game was over. It was genius. And it was the first and maybe last genius there, thing that happened in the Kyle Flood era. But there's it was obviously genius. been plenty of, uh, I was going to say, obviously the negative one that stands out to me is the Failey special. That's that's right towards the top. The fourth down uh, you know, oh, the spike special, against yes. Michigan State um, You know where they thought it was third down, but it was really fourth down. That was uh, that's one that comes to mind. There's uh, there's there's plenty of those. Uh, I got the Trez Moses dropped uh, punt that you guys way before you became Rutgers fans. I was at well, UConn I mean, for that one. Listen, if we're gonna talk about the most like ignominious plays in Rutgers history, how can you forget the James Townsend drop? Oh, that yep. that is you know that the, that's like, like uh, in some ways the nadir of the. I feel like the that way, so that ba- so back limits. to the lateral. Yeah. Yeah. Ryquan O'Neal, O'Neal's overhead lateral is the one of the funniest things I've ever seen on a football field. Like, just and also the the, the state of mind. Like, All right, I got to get this out. He's got three guys dragging him down, and he just kind of like throws it over his head like a wedding bouquet, and throws it fifteen yards backwards and thirty feet in the air, and it goes right into the hands. Of, I forget if it was Jones or Melton who caught it. That um, was Jones who caught it because then the then the the forward lateral came next. Right, um, but man, like that 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 whole play was just crazy and good. You know, good for them by the way, like to set up the lateral play because a lot of teams will try like a hail mary on that play, right? Like, how often do you see crazy lateral plays with three minutes to go in the game? That was that was some uh, that was some good scheming by Schemey McSchemerson. He, I, yeah, I, 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 I asked, what is this? What do you? What does Schemey McSchemerson have drawn up for fourth and thirty two? And he had something drawn up. I will say this, and Adam, you you correct me if I'm wrong. I do feel like Shiano calling the fake, not the fake, the the lateral on, on that play on fourth down there. That's not something he would have done the last time I was here. He was here. I mean, I feel like he would have like he was he's more conservative. This I feel. I look maybe I'm reading into it and projecting, but I feel like this shows some kind of new level of aggressiveness from him. Uh, some some more ballsiness. 
Yeah, you know, there's two things that I want to take away. That Mike, first on your point, um, I don't want to read into it too much. I think you're correct to a certain extent, but no, Steve, read into it. Come on, Steve, man. Uh, Steve Politi asked Greg this post game about the play and what it meant. And I think some people took it a little bit too far with his answer, basically being like, this is going to define the Greg Schiano era. And this is the new Rutgers, well, the, wild. The, the no quitting. Like I get it. I think more what I took away from the game overall was the amount of times he went for two, the amount mm-hmm. of fourth downs that he decided to go for it. This is at least a little bit of a different Greg Schiano where I don't know if he is, letting his offensive coordinator do what he thinks is best, which is great. He did it pretty much previously and stepped in where he kind of had to, I'm sure, on big decisions. But it's a breath of fresh air. Um, So, yeah, I think that that was uh, at least good and fun to see. And and at least it shows that this team is going to have a little bit of guts and just a little bit of carefree attitude at times, which is what you kind of need, especially during this season. And then lastly, um, to Jones, and he's technically the one that – was called the reason why it was called back. Um, I didn't see this until yesterday. I don't know if you guys have seen the replay of it. I didn't realize he, he literally was crying on the sidelines afterwards. And this is not to pick on him. He literally was crying on the sidelines after he pretty much found out that he was the reason why the play didn't stand. And Tyquan Underwood, the now receivers coach came over to him, basically put his arm around him and walked up and down the sidelines with him to speak to him about it. And it was just something where it kind of gets lost in the craziness of what that was and how much fun we're going to have talking about it, where these guys really cared about it. And it was, there was a a different side to see after that. We're probably not going to talk about it. So I just wanted to get it out there that I I thought it was interesting. And um, that not only does he care that much, but I also think that they have some really interesting coaches to, to lean on as well too. And uh, maybe I'll suck up even more. I really want to get eventually Tyquan Underwood on this damn podcast. It you was... love interviewing coaches. You want coaches on. No, so no, no. Bad. I don't want to talk about anything current with Tyquan Underwood. I want, there is so much to go over with him. They were trying to win the game. Like, I feel like we watched so many games during the Chris Ash era where they'd be down like 20 points in the third quarter, and every decision would be, all right, we're going to pin them back. We're going to punt. Fourth and four at the 45, we're going to punt. And then what are we going to do? We're going to punt. And it was like, I never felt like they had a real chance to win that game. Like, once it got to 20-7 to seven in the first half, I was like, I was like okay, like, this is this is something they're not going to come back from. They pulled me back in when they made it 23-15. I'm like, okay, maybe. But they were trying to win the game. And I thought, uh, on the negative side, that's what some games are going to look like. Like, that's what it's going to look like a lot this year when they're not getting seven turnovers. You even saw it a little bit against Michigan State. Every game they play in the Big Ten this year, essentially, the other team is going to have a talent advantage. Maybe not a big one. Maybe not as big of a one as we thought in previous years. But they're going to go into most games undermanned. And what was refreshing about Michigan State especially, and also refreshing about that Indiana game is, in that Indiana game, they lose, right? And they give up some big plays. A Wap Fillier had, I think it was like a 63-yard catch. None of the big plays that Indiana had felt like that they were because there was some kind of horrible miscommunication and someone ended up running 30 yards behind the defense. They just got beat. Penix is good. Fillier is good. The other receiver, uh, Ty Freifogel's been there a while. Uh, the tight end, he's got a cool name. Oh, Peyton Hendershot, like he's been there forever. Like, these, these are good players, and Rutgers just got beat 
by good players. It wasn't, you know, two linebackers like running into each other and then someone's t- turning a 30 or you know, a 10-yard screen pass into a 50-yard touchdown. It was physical I don't want to say mistakes, but just being just being beat and not necessarily being taken advantage of because your defense is completely not on the same page and because they're not well coached and be, or because of a miscommunication. It just feels like the mistakes that they've made, it's it's early and obviously Saturday against Ohio State it's going to get ugly. But like they're not making the mental mistakes that they made last year and when you don't give up big play after big play after big play, you're going to have a chance to stay in some games that you don't belong in, like that game against... They didn't belong in that game against Indiana, but they limited their mistakes. The defense played well. And if they don't have those two turnovers in their own end in the first half, you know, maybe they they they, they pull Indiana into the mud and it's a different game in the fourth quarter. But I just came away impressed with the, the lack of big-time mistakes that led to big plays for Indiana. Yeah, I'm fairly convinced now, two weeks into this, that... They're not bad. They will probably have a few more surprises, hopefully against some teams and be competitive and hopefully win. And they're going to probably, I'm with you on at 20 to seven, um, Indiana looked like the way better team. It was, it was obvious. And I think the difference is, is that in the Chris Ash era, they would give up big plays early to teams like Northwestern and Iowa uh, and Purdue, and they would fall behind early. And like, then both teams would both kind of get stuck. And if you were like, you were like, if Rutgers just didn't make these bonehead, stupid decisions early, maybe they can get lucky. And now I'm feeling it the same and where there's going to be a huge talent gap between some teams, but because they don't make those mistakes that they've made the last couple of years under Chris Ash, they will be able to be in games where they are just not the better team. Like we were texting mid game. There were just some offensive stats, Max, where it's like it. Uh, Indiana was so much better, and Rutgers was so bad offensively, where the score really didn't show where the game was at. But again, that gives some credit to Rutgers to be like that. Maybe who they are finally, which is they used to be even worse than that. Yeah, like like that game last well last season they played Indiana. Obviously, it's not exactly. Um analogous but they they were down 21 nothing after a couple minutes they ended up losing 35 nothing that was the one passing yard game um was last year against indiana and they just you know they just look like a more competitive team i'm not like delusional and think that they're gonna i mean they might not they might not win another game the rest of the season i i, I would that really would that surprise you i i don't think i'd be surprised if they if they didn't win another game the rest of the season but i expect them to be competitive not necessarily on saturday um, but I expect them to, you know, make you believe in the third quarter a little bit more that they can win. Um, do we want to get to why I think it's time for a quarterback change? It's time for a quarterback change. We want to get to that. We're going to QB from QB zero to who? I am going to QB. Is he eight? QB eight, number eight, Art Sitkowski. This weekend, you're you're making the change. I mean, I would just, I, I yeah, I don't know. Why not? Why? Okay. You do remember what happened to him against Ohio State last time. Then do this it seems again- like the worst time to make a change. Do it against Illinois. Here's my reasoning, or whatever. Like I, I just, this is my issue with the offense in Noah Vedral. Okay. If everything's right, the offensive line holds up. You give him a ton of time. He can make some plays. He's made a lot of plays with his legs. The problem with Noah Vedral, and it seems pretty obvious to me after two weeks is that there is absolutely no threat 
for him to throw the ball down the middle of the field more than like five yards. And when the defense only has to defend the sidelines, and you notice everything's in the flat, and every deep shot they take is down the sidelines. Because if he throws it over the middle, it's going to hang up there and get intercepted. And credit to the coaching staff and credit to Vedral, he did throw three interceptions, but like, I don't know, only one of them really seemed that bad. He got hit with one of them. Um, obviously one was that one was or he got hit on, hit on two of them one was that weird one that popped straight up into the air and I guess it could have been called a fumble but like they have not tried to throw the ball down the field over the middle because they it's not something that he's going to be able to do and you are really going to have a tough time moving the ball in the Big Ten when you can't throw the ball down the field in the middle of the field so was, I, I just am I, am, sorry about that Max I no I, I, I just I, it's like you, you can do all these things and you can run read option and you can create some things on the outside. You can run these routes into the flat, but like it's, it, it makes it too easy for the defense to know what you're doing when you can't throw the ball down the middle of the field, down the field. And I just, I just, I know Art Sitkowski can do that. I know he's got the arm for it. And I, I would just like to see, I think for the development of the program, maybe it would be better to have a quarterback who can throw the ball down the middle of the field. And also, isn't this, I mean, I'm going to keep going back to it. It's a really weird year. And you're not real. I mean, you are playing for something. I don't mean to, to take the seriousness away from it, but uh, Noah Vedral's not going to be here next year, right? Right. Well, or is, he a, got, is, he a, is he a junior? He I'm sorry. Two, does he have up. two years of eligibility? or He might have three. Does he have two years? He okay, so maybe three. then my point is probably wrong. Then I was, two? Okay. Maybe it's two. Two. Okay, then I then my point really doesn't stick. No, I think he, then you're right. It's it's just this year. I don't I don't know why I thought he year. had three. Okay, <laughs> if that is the case, and again the internet's going to tell us that we're correct or wrong, I don't really care. Uh, it, let's assume that under my premise he is. Oh, I, it's two because. Oh, wait, hold on. It's at least two because this year doesn't count as a year of eligibility. Right. Because okay. of the pandemic. Uh, you know what? I'm with you. Just, I don't mind seeing a little bit of a different look. Um, but I, I also am curious if this is offense by design. I, this reminds me a little bit of the first couple games of the, uh, if you remember them and how bad they were, the Drew Merringer uh, era, where we were criticizing how often, or at least I was, how often they were using the sideline. And it basically was creating another defender. And teams were able to basically just see that Rutgers was going to run four or five yard outs, and that's where their targets were passing-wise. It's not exactly the same, but they are not using the middle of the field, and they're clearly – Art's by far the better passer. Um, but, I mean, obviously i got to think at this point it's, it's, it's Gleason's call. I don't know if he's the better passer. I just think he has got the better, better arm, arm and, like, the better upside as far as, like, the ability to move the ball down the field. Because, like, Rutgers, I think – I think they're third to last in the country through I mean obviously they've only played two games but uh third to last in the country in average yards per pass attempt. Yeah, and they're last in the Big 10 for sure. Yeah, I think it's I think I think overall they're at like 3.4 yards per per attempt or something four, along 4. those lines. 4.6 yards per pass attempt, 101st out of 103. They're ahead of Utah State and our old pals UMass. Oh, there they are again. Yeah, so uh, I'm with you. I, I don't know if this is the weekend to do it because you probably want to have somebody that's going to be able to run away a little bit from the defensive line that's going to be coming at them this weekend. But I could, uh, I, I see your point, and I think it is worth uh, exploring past Ohio State because I think they're going to run into some similar issues. <laughs> <laughs> Ray. 
Oh, Ray. He's, like, he's got like, such was, a great laugh. What was it like for you? I mean, sorry to get personal here, but what was it like for you uh, radio-wise now? What, what What's what's the setup? How is that working? Uh, so for spotting, uh, there was a, a live video feed. So I, I had a, I, I was able to watch the game more live than you guys were. I had, I had the special access. Um, I don't know, maybe like 10 seconds ahead. And it was, you know, it was kind of cool. They had a well, half the screen was the game, and half the screen they had a camera in the booth. And it was, it was good to see Ray and and Chris and uh, my guy Paul Schrager, the uh, the engineer, good old Paul. Um, but it, you know, in a way, it was sad. Like it was like, and, and I don't know if this washed over you guys during the game, just like not being able to be there after being there. You know, you're there, Adam. You're you're there most weekends, Mike. You go, you know, two or three times a year. And I'm I'm at Emma at every Rutgers home game. It was it was kind of sad. I mean, it was it, again, it was good to to still be able to be a part of the broadcast um, from home because they're only, I think they're only allowed three play- people in the booth. Uh, they tried to get Eric on during the game. Had some te- technical difficulties. That'll be sorted out for the next home game. But like, it was kind of it was it was nice to like kind of be a part of it, like I have been for so long. But like, also it was sad not being able to be there. Um, did, did Adam? Did you have any of that? Wash over you during the game, like just kind of the realization that you weren't at a Rutgers home game and the the sands were empty. Yeah, I mean, I, I selfishly, we haven't enjoyed much energy or enthusiasm for you know four or five years now. I think that it's it's weird to think that we weren't there for Greg Schiano's return to the stadium and like all the fanfare that would have came with it. Again, in a normal year, they don't play Michigan State week one. Who knows if they win, lose, or whatever. But, like, even if we're going back to the old schedule where they would have been hosting Mammoth week one, like, there just would have been real excitement and energy for the first time. And it just would have been nice to experience. Um, It was just really weird and strange watching it on TV and being like, I've just been sitting home pretty much each and every day. And now I have to sit home each and every day, you know, for for every one of these games. Um, But, yeah. I mean, it's 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 weird. It's it hasn't gotten any like more normal for me. Well, wait. Now that it's November fourth, the pandemic's over, right? As soon as the election's over, the pand like no one was going to be talking about COVID anymore. COVID, COVID, COVID. Now, All anyone talked now, about was COVID. By and the now time, there's this by the time this is done, election that people are talking about. But the pandemic's over, so we can go to the game next week against Illinois, right? Because it's over. It's all. It's over. <laughs> According to the rules of our contract, once the last check clears from from Soros, then we're clear. Then we're fine. Okay. So again, let's keep that in the trust tree. Uh, we're not going to discuss how much we each get paid, but yes, soon uh, stakes on me in the Scarlet Lot. This boys. week on the Woke and Broke podcast. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, listen, Indiana. My takeaway was. It was, again, they kept me entertained for the entire game and kept me interested. If we're going to do that pretty much each and every week other than against, like, the Ohio States of the world, how can I be uh, at all upset over that, right? Nobody could be frustrated. It's fine within the game itself to kind of pick on some football things, but once you take the the step back, you were like, huh, I forgot what it was like to actually be, like, engaged in the game for three and three and a half hours and, like, not be miserable. That's a win. Uh, was there anything else from the uh, from the game that you guys wanted to get to? No, no. I'm oh. sad that the the chop uh, the chop Phoenix really only <laughs> caught on to a few, uh, you know, a subsection of of the Rutgers fan base. The but, Riot hey, Squad, you know, the Riot Squad retweeted it. 
That, yeah, that, so yeah, that was all right. Yeah, that's a that that's a that that's about it. Uh, what but, about Matt uh, oh, Millen? Uh, Matt uh, Millen. You were correct, or uh, what's it called? The uh, the Greg pulling his mask down. You had that one coming in the uh, the Indiana game, so it took a little while to get to that point. Yes. Other than that, yeah, we were good. Midway through the third quarter, I think it was. How about how about Matt Millen? How about the Rutgers fans were not happy with Matt Millen um, on Saturday? Are you guys still there? Though he yes yeah we're still we're still here okay we're still talk here. now you're, like you're, you're answering my question talk, talk now like you're answering my question go I am answering a question because Matt Millen freaking loves Michael Dumfor <laughs> I mean, I'll he, admit I listened to this game on mute I listened to the first game with the sound on I couldn't do it again I well, I had Carlin and Lucas on so I didn't hear but I I'll hear it but I I heard people getting mad at Matt Millen on Twitter and my only response to it is. People were really nice to Matt Millen last year because if, if you, Matt Millen almost died. It was an amyloidosis I think he had here. He had some kind of rare complication. He needed a transplant of like some major organ, and if he yeah. didn't get it, he was going to die. And people were nice to him, but not anymore. <laughs> like you, if you're a broadcaster, you get one year of grace period, and people will be nice to you. And that is that time has passed for Matt Millen. Yeah, yeah. Rutgers fans have kind of had their... They're like two weeks and we're done. Are we good? Like, can we move on? And now clearly these, like the Big Ten Network for the most part is like by geography kind of, or like keeping them with certain teams to let them travel throughout. Like Matt Millen may be week in and week out now. Wait, and honestly, not... I'd enjoy it. At least let's make it a thing. Is it Matt Millen again this week? I don't know. Let me check. But if it, it, if it is at some point, I mean, we, we have to put the ask out, right? <laughs> we have to. <laughs> what mean, the hell are we going to talk to Matt uh... Millen about? I, I don't think that's true. I don't really want to. No, you, you don't want to. Okay. Bad idea. Can we talk about uh, who I did try and get on this week and uh, <laughs> one of my all-time yes. gaffes uh, related to the podcast? Yes. Oh, it's, we got James Laranitis as the uh, analyst this week. Okay. Um, Road Warrior. Yeah, so do we want to talk about how just stupid I was? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, the the lateral play with Raekwon O'Neal and all the laterals and everything. So, Adam had remembered. Uh, maybe maybe you should tell this. Maybe it's better if you tell this. Why am I telling this? This is your this is your incompetence. Why I'll, am I doing I'll, this? I'll 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 jump in. So anyway, the lateral is a big talk of of the game and the next day and 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 whatnot. So we were talking a little bit on the text chain, and Max is very adamant, and I think he is correct in saying that it is it clearly a forward lateral. The Rutgers fans complaining or being like, hey, they should have just let it count. Yeah. Like whatever, just take some solace in that it was fun, it was awesome, but it's not going to count, and, and it shouldn't have counted. There was enough evidence to basically say that, uh, you know, Jones had fallen forward, the ball went forward, it was a forward lateral. All my I chimed in on the text chain, remembering or thinking I remembered that Bill Nye was on a podcast that I listened to talking about sports and that he, he had made an argument that science basically tells us that uh, most of the times that we think something is a forward lateral, it is not actually somebody throwing a football forward. And all my point was to Max was trying to be like, he didn't purposely, like he didn't move his his hand forward. That was my main point I was trying to take away. Not that it wasn't a forward lateral, Max. Why I are think you, you burying mis- the you misunderstood lead? It. You are burying the lead. The no- this is not the fun part of the story. 
let me get to it. So I'm, I'm getting to it. So anyway, so that was all my point was to Max. And so I was like, you know what? I was getting frustrated by Max's answer and the way he answers us in the chain sometime. So I was like, you know what? I am just going to throw a guest request out to Bill Nye, the science guy, because I thought that Bill Nye was the one that was on this podcast. So I type up an email. I say, dear Mr. Nye, I really like your work and whatnot. I don't know if you saw it this weekend because clearly he's a Rutgers fan. I was like, hey, this happened in the Rutgers game. Check it out. It was crazy. Can you tell me by science if this was a forward lateral or not? And should like the rule be changed? And I was like, just let me know. You can come on the podcast anytime. Right. So within probably 30 seconds after that, I was like, maybe it wasn't Bill Nye that was on that <laughs> podcast. And then I realized it wasn't Bill Nye that was on the podcast. It was uh, Neil uh, deGrasse Tyson who was on the podcast who made this argument. And I found his tweets real quick and whatnot. And Basically, I confused Bill Nye with Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I asked Bill Nye to come on the podcast. And shockingly, guys, he did not get back to me. Do you know any other scientists? And like, did you get them confused because those are the only two scientists you know of? I mean, I don't uh, know a lot of scientists. I, 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 I just, don't know. Like, you know Marie Curie, right? I think she's dead. I feel like both those are the two uh, science media whores that just go out on podcasts wow. and whatnot. Oh, it's not a bad thing to calling? be a no, no, no. It's not a bad thing to be a media or go pimp yourself out. It's not, a, it's not a negative thing to me. All my point is, is that I've heard, I've seen, heard both of them on either TV and radio or podcasts. And so that's why I got confused. It was a big mistake on my end. Um, luckily, I mean, I don't think I put anything that offensive in the in the email. Other than saying what that would he was you put, on this What offensive podcast? thing would you put in an email to Bill Nye? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sign dear flat earther. I don't like what, what would offend Bill Nye. I don't know. Can you, can that be a, a question? Not even a poll quite. What would offend Bill Nye? I have no idea. What would offend Bill Nye? I mean, I did, I did tag Bill Nye in a tweet and basically apologize to him. Um, but also tag Neil deGrasse Tyson. It would be like, yo, classic mix up. If either of you two want to come on, let us know. And, we're doing this guest list, so clearly, you know, neither of them are coming on. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So that was me trying to get Bill Nye on the uh, the podcast this week. Um. All right. Do you guys have any random topics to get to or anything? Uh, we any- want I wanted to play our game of uh, I hereby claim. Uh, okay, like we- do you want do you want to hereby claim now or do you want to get to Danny's song? Well, I, may, well, maybe let's play hereby claim so that we can get into our basketball talk. OK. All right. That's cool. All right. Do any of you have games that come to mind where you could hereby claim and basically, uh, I don't know, just just change the results or not worry about the results, right? You're, you're not worrying about the results of the game. Something changed and you hereby claim this happened. Okay. So the game is I hereby claim X, right? I, I, can, I can change the result or I can change the result of any one game or one play in the history of Rucker. One game or one play? What? Uh, either. Okay. I can change the result of any one play. That, that's a tough one. Well. I have an idea for the what result I would change. Okay. I mean, look, obviously the James Townsend one is the easy and obvious one, right? So I don't want to do that. That's kind of like everyone will do that. Or I guess even the going five wide. Uh, but what about uh, changing the result of the season-ending game in 2000? I want to say 12 against Louisville, where Teddy Bridgewater makes that uh, kind of nearly miraculous comeback from injury to beat Rutgers, and that throw to Mark Harrison 
uh, gets intercepted at the end. That's a good one. I know what it that is. is. That is a good one. I thought you were going to hereby claim that uh, Rutgers lost the game to USF in 2013 and Kyle Flood was immediately <laughs> fired after. I, hereby... I don't think even if I if I changed that result, Rutgers had the money to, uh, to do point. it anyway. I guess good I hereby point. claim five extra million dollars for them as well. I hereby claim that the 2007 NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament champions are the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. That's the one I would oh. take. I mean, they're in the championship game, right? That would have been by far the biggest win in the history of Rutgers sports. That's what I'm changing. They beat Tennessee that night. Candace Parker and Nikki Anasicki, and I can't remember any of the other players on Tennessee. They go down, and Rutgers wins the national championship. I hereby proclaim the 2007 Rutgers Scarlet Knights women's basketball team to be the NCAA champions. Yep. Uh, the one obvious uh, result for me is it's not the fairly special. It is a it is the first Rutgers Penn State Big Ten game. I hereby am claiming that Gary Nova did not throw all those interceptions and Rutgers won that game at home against Penn State and we stormed the field and it was the greatest night of our lives. Rutgers beating Penn State in the Big Ten, uh, their Big Ten opener. I like it. So that that would be what I, I would change. I had a few other ones, but that, that, that I'll go with that one. I'll go with that one. I'm just I'm all here. right. That was that was hereby we hereby claim. So should we talk okay. basketball now? Uh, hold on, I'm I'm out here. I I have to hereby claim these things on on Twitter. <laughs> hereby, hereby claiming claim them on I Twitter. To, I have to hereby claim them. Um, was so. there anything else, Mike, that we would hereby hereby claim? Uh, oh, I hereby claim that uh, a friend of ours actually ran on the court and fought Bobby Gonzalez one time and uh, knocked him out. Uh, so I hereby claim that that actually happened. <laughs> um, anything else that I could think of? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Know. I hereby claim that uh, I know somebody in the athletic department watched a Mike Rice tape. Um, That's a good one. You know, getting uh, Big Bob to watch the tape might change the course of history. Or what if you? Yeah. What if you claimed like the 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 suspension, original suspension, was like something greater, and we found out why Mike Rice was suspended at first? That would have been probably better. But yeah, just, I don't know. That how, took a how turn. does how does history change if they just fire Mike Rice immediately? That's a very good question, right? Does Kyle Flood get fired quicker? I mean, does Julie Herman even get hired? Well, you would assume Tim Pernetti stays that in that yeah. sense, right? right? I mean, that really changes a lot with 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 Rutgers overall. I don't know. That is a good. That is, that is a uh, that is a fun game uh, rabbit hole to go down. What did I miss? I, I wasn't paying attention. We we did some hereby claims. Uh, the hereby claim other claims that I had were uh, one of our friends actually uh, went down to the court and punched out Bobby Gonzalez. That actually happened. I hereby claim, uh, <laughs> uh, and we also hereby claim that somebody at Rutgers watched the Mike Rice tape. <laughs> so, I don't those are two other extras. Uh, one of you said that the Rutgers rant guys, the NJ Advanced Media guys, they played who's worse, uh, Flood or Ash. Who's Essentially, who's worse, Flutter Ash, uh, with a bit of the Barchi stuff thrown in there. It was, uh, I don't remember the exact uh, contours of the argument anymore, but it essentially devolved into your epic Ash Flood debate of uh, t- 2018. Oh, that was good. That was one of the better segments we had on this podcast. Yeah. That was the first, like, 
maybe the last funny thing we did, but it was the first funny thing we did on the podcast was that. Like, if you go back and listen to those early episodes, I think they were they they were bad, right? That like we had the we had the one we, mic. We, we didn't know what we we didn't know what we were. That was right there where it like it was like this is the this is the lane we should stick in. Uh, this is what we know. Let's let's be stupid and sometimes funny and awful and everything mixed together, but not ever really that serious. Okay. Um, do we want to get to Danny's song? Yeah, yeah I, I okay. Everybody loves the song. So let let me set the stage here. So the reason that Danny Danny Breslauer has a song is that last year, for some reason, I don't know why he said this, but he said during the, the, the men's basketball season last year that if Rutgers made the tournament, he would make a song. And so obviously they were going to make the tournament and the pandemic happened and all that stuff. And then Danny said that the streak was over, that the drought of making the NCAA tournament was over. And then I said, I, I brought up recently, I'm like, well, Danny, if the drought is over, where's the song? And at first he's like, well, you get the song when they're in the bracket. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't have it both ways. You can't say that the drought is over and that they've made the tournament in your eyes and not make a song. And so Danny had two options. And I thought he was just going to say, be, be, be you know, strident and say, no, no song until I see him on Selection Sunday or whatever. He proved me wrong. And here is a song by Danny Breslauer. I have not heard this. I'm trusting the sound quality is fine. Um, but here is Danny Breslauer's Rutgers men's basketball song. Crap. Rutgers hoop season, a consistent test of wills. Tourney drought for three decades makes you sad come March. So win 20 games and have Geo hit shots. Win at Mackey Senior Day to lock up a bid. Rack magic is a mystery, but it snapped our you streak. We danced despite this COVID-19. So do not forget your Boal Carter and Downs. They were just as much a part as Harper and Young. Heichel and crew are back to play post-pandemic. But in the end, the drought is Rutgers past. Rack magic is a mystery, but it snapped our you streak. We danced despite this COVID-19. You know, I, I gotta say, I gotta say that is really far outside of Danny's comfort zone, and that was good. Thank you. Oh, Danny's here! Holy shit! What's <laughs> <laughs> up, man? I, you know, I, figured... I, I had so much. I had so much to aspire to, Maxwell, and listening to all of your your various pieces of art in the last couple of years. So I was. I'm like. I am so. Impre- that you made it that's so unbelievably far outside your comfort zone to make like a dumb song about about anything really um uh, but I'm, I'm proud of you man i'm proud of you maybe that's maybe definitely. i need to like interview a, a coach or something it's not yeah. <laughs> you know i uh 
many of your song sheets there you know there's a song sheet accompanied to this because i saw your song sheets and how you would use syllables to align with the the various uh words in a song so that's the only reason it was like remotely competent was that i actually went out and and mapped out the syllables per line based on max shiner's uh uh iambic pentameter or whatever you end up using in, in the taping of your songs <laughs> danny that was really well done I, I too am uh, am very proud, and it's a great great song choice. I'm interested to hear the feedback from the uh, the listeners uh, about it. Can we can we, do you mind, guys? Can we play the game with Danny that we just played? Because I feel like he would be great for this. They, can we play here by claim with Danny? Yeah, let's, why not? Yeah. So Danny, I, I made this game. We made this game up, and then we'll let you go because I know you're you're tired and you've had a rough uh, day and a half on a bender. <laughs> Uh, you haven't. You still have not slept at all. You woke up apparently on your nightstand this morning. Which I still don't understand. My, why? I mean, it's next to the bed. I ended up sideways. You know, a few beers and some election stuff will do that. And you know, Australian stock futures, right, Max? Oh, we oh we never talked about Australian stocks on this episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Which we'll get to soon. We'll uh, we'll have so, Danny's uh, financial advice as our next. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, no. so Daniel, so we, uh, we came up with a segment hereby claim. So again, uh, earlier on in the, in the podcast, I hereby claim that Penn state <laughs> is officially, uh, they are the last place team of the season. The results don't matter. They are hereby last place. So it got me thinking yeah. if you could hereby claim any Rutgers game or moment and change it, ah. not worrying about the results, what would you hereby claim? I, I hereby claimed that Rutgers won that game against Penn State in 2014. Max hereby claimed that uh, Rutgers women's basketball won the national championship in 2007. Uh, Mike, what was your uh, what was your oh, uh, he hereby claimed that Rutgers beat Louisville in 2012? Interesting. I mean, I, I'd hereby claim uh, James Townsend caught the ball. Or, you know, I mean, that, I mean, there, there's really no other answer. Uh, I think, you know, even as a basketball guy there, there is no other answer than, than Townsend catching the ball, which I mean, I'd even argue, I hereby claim that they uh, said that Slayton fumbled earlier in that game. There may never have been uh, a James Townsend, you know, that, that whole game had its own weird hereby claims, I guess you could say throughout it, or Ito hit the field goal. I hereby claim Ito hit the field goal. That would end the game too. So yeah, that whole game had a lot of hereby claim opportunities. I also uh, I did hereby claim that we had a friend that actually went down to the basketball floor and, and knocked out Bobby <laughs> Gonzalez, but that was just I like changing random things about history. So yeah. But anyways, yeah. all right. Well, we should. Anybody else got anything to say to Danny before we uh, we say goodbye to him and finish this up? No, that was I'm 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 so proud of you for the song. I really it, yeah, it, that was great. It brings <laughs> yeah, a lot of good effort. Mike, Mike does, oh, a good effort. Yeah, Mike Mike doesn't provide compliments. That's his big thing over here. You know, he thinks I, I will know. I will tell you the same thing you told me after my song, Danny. Uh, let me just make sure I, I say it exactly the same. Uh, what was my you, you, you can you can cut the sound. Um, lyrics were good, but man, they have voice. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Mike, at least I can carry the tune. At least uh, I can sure. carry Okay, yeah, we'll go with that. Or know how yeah. to fix the gain on your microphone. One or the other. I don't know. That sounded pretty scratchy to me, but yeah, okay. Oh, oh, wait, was, was, wait, wait, no, no, no. no. It was microphone? just the way we hear it. We'll hear it better, uh, Mike, on the... Uh, oh, did it? Because yeah. it sounded like 17 cats scratching. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. It sound, it's good. 
You're telling me that I'm going to send you bad audio? Get out of here. I'm sure you QC'd it for seven hours before you sent it. I absolutely did QC it. Um, You can hear Joe Martinek when this drops as well. uh, We won't. But yeah, we could. Will. Oh, will. by the way, so you know, you guys know how uh, Fox has that ripoff uh, pregame show, like it's not game day. Um, their entire crew is out this week because of COVID protocols. Like the the entire really? crew, wow. the entire the entire crew is not going to be. It's, I, I guess who, who hosts that for Fox? Uh, it's, it's like, Matt. It's Stone. Stone hosts that. It's Rob Stone. Wow. Yeah, yeah they're all out. Oh, out of all those guys, who do you think was the was the culprit? Is it, it I'm either going Charles Woodson or Liner. Urban Meyer? Matt Liner. Oh, definitely Urban Meyer. Oh my God, absolutely, it's Urban Meyer. I think it's oh, Matt, Liner. Matt Liner. It's also on that one, as Max said. Yeah. Ooh, I'm still going Urban. Urban okay. was on a boat with his boys, like fishing. None of them in masks, and then they all went inside for a beer. That's absolutely how it went down. All right, Danny. Thank you very much. Great song, bud. Thank you very go, much. Uh, Have a good evening. Go enjoy your sleep on the nightstand. Uh, I look forward to it. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. See ya. All right. That was uh, that was Danny. Great job. Good song. Very good song. Um, where you wanted to actually talk some basketball stuff, Max? I think yeah, after this. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about basketball season. Um, so first of all, first Ken Palm rankings came out. Rutgers at number twenty-seven. Ken Palm number twenty-seven. I think it's the highest they've ever been. They they finished last year at twenty-eight. And I don't know if they ever creeped higher than that. I'm sure we. I'm sure Danny knows. He'll he'll let us know. Um, so th- they're going to be ranked, right? I know Carino came out with his his first eight people. He had him at 19. Um, I think they're going to be ranked. It might be at the back end, but I think they're going to start the season ranked. So that's pretty cool. Um, their right. fir- first game, they're playing Sacred Heart. Obviously, they're not going to play a real a real team. Um, in their first game. Which uh, is forever frustrating, but that's just what uh, what they're gonna do. Um, are you guys ready for basketball season? Not you're not right. It's weird because it's like it's like three weeks away. Football season just started. Like it doesn't feel like it's basketball season. Are you guys Ron, excited for basketball season? Yeah, n- not right now. Though Ron Harper was just named to that award watch, that like the, the Julius Irving award watch list or whatever. That's pretty ridiculous i mean that kind of stuff when's the last time ruckers like and geo baker i think was named to some list or something there probably will be um when's the last time ruckers had like players being named to preseason lists like yeah. doobie right like but let- you know what the same thing i wasn't that excited about football season and we were doing the dance of are we watching are we not and like going in the ins and outs or should they shouldn't like it, again we kind of right we gave up it doesn't matter like it is what it is once they get past the problem is going to bother the thing that's going to bother me is at least when they played the if you play the bad teams and you're good and you can go in person you still can kind of talk yourself into it's fun i don't know how much fun i'm going to have watching rutgers and sacred heart and rutgers and fdu on like tv oh i don't that's gonna be tough i don't know like i in the past haven't watched those games early in the season or haven't like like if they're on like btn plus or whatever pace pace service like i haven't watched those games um i might watch them for like half of the first half it's just too, it's too boring to me like i don't need to see them win 74 to 48 against sacred heart um but once again to like they start playing real teams right they got they have the acc big 10 channel they're playing syracuse how pissed are you that you can't oh. go to see them play syracuse oh you hate syracuse is that oh is that my the, God. do you hate them more it than penn state not- or is it like well- it's close, right? Say that one more time you, between them and Penn State. Yeah. 
Uh, they are the equivalent of Penn State in in football as as basketball to me. I mean, growing up, that was just a a fan base that was so obnoxious, and you could not do a damn like. It was really fun in the in the early 2000s when they Rutgers would beat them. That they beat them at 1.4 out of five times at the rack, and you would always have the 300 levels full of Syracuse fans. And then when the shift really changed, and you know Rutgers basketball became horrendous. I mean, I will never forget the Johnny Flynn dunk. I mean, that is the worst moment I have ever experienced at the rack. Like nothing. I was our friend mad level at Bobby Gonzalez mad at Syracuse fans after that dunk. Like you couldn't do anything about it. It was, that was the Pedro Martinez moment of just call me your daddy. And you, it just sucked. I hate them. And to not be able to, to get one more shot at Bayheim at the rack and just annoy him and annoy some of their stuck up fit. They are the ACC caviar sniff, sniffers like Michigan is for, for us now. That that that's that is the kind of equivalent I I could say in terms of fan bases. They annoy me. I would I I'll get over not being there. It would be great to kick the shit out of them this year oh. and and be and beat Syracuse. We're gonna watch some zone, some zone defense. Oh, zone for cowards. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Um, so basketball wise, it's the first kind of time I've thought about what the team is gonna look like, right? And. I think there are some good things. There are also some things I would be concerned about. Let's start with the good things. The starting lineup, where we assume the starting lineup to be, of Jacob Young, Mathis, uh, Geo Baker, Ron Harper, and Miles Johnson is awesome. Like that, like holy shit! Like that's a legitimate, like high level college basketball starting lineup. If they play Ron Harper at the four. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be playing fast, and they're gonna be that. That's gonna be a legitimate like top 25 starting lineup where I might have some concerns are on the bench, right? Like they're relying on Paul Mulcahy to take a step up and you expect them to, right? Like he was a freshman last year. He showed some flashes, but he also, you know, was a little indecisive offensively and defensively made, made some mistakes. You need him to step up, but like they have a lot of minutes to replace. Like Yaboa's out, Yaboa's gone. Shaq Carter's gone. Kayla McConnell's out for the season. They've got, I think it's fifty-seven minutes to replace, and they've got five, you know, four or five completely unproven players on their bench. Right? I mean, Mulcahy, Mulcahy is talented, but he hasn't proven much at this level. Cliff Omarui is very talented, obviously a freshman. They have Mag and Palmquist, and maybe maybe Decore plays, but like. You've got you're relying on a lot of unproven guys to fill in some minutes. And I think something that's going to be interesting is will we see the like will we see Baker and Harper and those guys play more minutes? Cuz I think last season Rutgers didn't have a single player that played more than 29 minutes a game. And that kind of allowed them to be more aggressive on defense and expend more energy. And they remember they they get all those rests and they do like those hockey line changes and four or five guys would come in. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that this year. And so like obviously we're excited and we think they're going to be really good, but they could have some depth issues. Like I don't know. Like I I wouldn't be I don't know if I'd be worried about it, but it's something to definitely consider when if if you're getting all like it's something to think about, right? Like I'm not, I, I'm not crazy. I would, here, right? Yes, I I think 
the way I always used to watch these teams come into like the rack or watch them on television when they would go on the road is I would always be like, why does this team not have like a freshman or two or a young, like it's the saying, right? This Rutgers basketball has been young forever. They're always young. They're always young every year. They're young. They're young. They're young. Give them time. But at some point you get to that next level and you have veterans, but you also have guys that come in every year and do produce. And they got that last year from some young guys. I, I, that is what will make the big difference this year because they are going to have to rely on some young guys. They do have some depth issues, but if they're as good as they're supposed to be, right, you've taken the next step now as a program, like the talent that you bring in needs to contribute right away. Like they can't just sit there and like, have, like that's, that's not like good teams. Don't do that. You come in and you need to be on a decent team. Like you need to be able to contribute right away. But I am worried about how many minutes some of these guys are going to play. Like, I don't know if Geo Baker is a guy that can be out there consistently like 35 minutes a game in what is going to be a grinded out big 10 schedule. Like I just, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him this year. So I'm really interested to see what they do with Ron Harper Jr. Because he could be one of the most unbelievable players we've ever seen if they play him in a certain way and let him do his thing. I'm really interested to see what he he evolves into this season. I mean, Mike would be able to speak to it more than I would, but like Ron Harper is legitimately going to play in the NBA. Like as like he's going to be Ow. the first Rutgers player, I would assume, right? I mean, who knows what happens, but to like regular, to be as like part of an NBA rotation for, uh, again, like I, you don't know, but like when's the last time Rutgers had an NBA player that like was, that stuck? Like even Doobie, Doobie didn't stick. Yeah, Doobie didn't stick. Enjai didn't stick. Like when's the last time Rutgers had an NBA player who stuck? Ron Harper is going to stick in the NBA. That, and that, that's cool. But And like, yeah. They're they're gonna need big minutes from those guys, right? Like they're they're gonna need to go above. I don't know. I would assume over 30, 32 minutes a game. Um, I mean, I, I don't be count him. Uh, be, but Dante Jones would be the answer of, as a transfer who wound up playing consistently in the NBA. Does Dante Jones count? Uh, I like to count him just because it annoys Danny that I count that Dante Jones played. <laughs> I'm gonna make so, that a poll. Does Dante Jones count? Did Dante Jones count? There, you know, I'm interested. It's going to be uh, I a lot of expectations. This is a rare year. Like, when is – I cannot remember the last time there were true expectations on a Rutgers basketball team where it is make the NCAA tournament and you've proven you pretty much can get there. Like, there is no falling short. You fall short, that is a disappointing season this year. Oh, yeah. No, no, like, no. I think they've raised the bar higher than that. Like I think I don't think Rutgers fans will be disappointed if they end up. I mean, who the hell knows how the NCAA tournament's going to look this season? But let's assume it's a normal-ish tournament seeding-wise. If Rutgers ends up as like an 11 seed, Rutgers fans are going to be they'll, again they'll be happy, but they'll be like, well, this team should have been a you know a five or a six seed maybe. And and it depends, like you said. I mean, I don't. Uh, you, you know, we get on the scheduling. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. The the whole are they going to play Seton Hall? Like, what does their actually at our conference schedule look like? Playing majority Big Ten conference, like it's going to be really intriguing. Uh, yeah, the Seton Hall thing. Um, so Rutgers fans were getting uh, were getting really antsy, or really mad at Seton Hall. Seton stall. What was it that um that Dave White was? What was Dave White's C- tactic? Seton A wall. Seton A wall. Right. Um. So Seton Hall. Uh, Seton Hall ducking Rutgers. 
Uh, I, I would just assume it's like a scheduling thing, right? Like, like Rutgers isn't going to play Seton Hall early in the season, right? Like, Rutgers is going to start the year against Sacred Heart, and then they'll probably play like FDU or Ryder. Like, Rutger, like that. That's just Rutgers is not going to play Seton Hall or a team like Seton Hall within the first three games of a season. Like they're just they're not going to do it. The- and that's the only thing with the Big East schedule that just came out. It is a scheduling issue. And now it seems like the the Big East and Seton Hall has, has basically said that they will try and find like time possibly in like February or January to make it work. Yeah. And that, like it kind because, of flipped a little bit back to the Rutgers side. Because the Big East, I think they're starting their conference schedule like on December 15th and playing a bunch of games um, before the new year. Are between between like December fifteenth and January fifteenth when there are you know basically no students on campus anywhere and Rutgers has the Big Ten ACC challenge I think on December eighth and so it probably became a scheduling issue where you know Seton Hall might be willing to start their season at Louisville but you know Rutgers isn't going to play a team like Seton Hall that early in the season so like that would be my guess as to what happened the Rutgers said we want to play it in mid mid. December Seton Hall's like, well, we're in a conference. We can't do that. Um, but I, I think they'll get it played. I, I, I would hope so, right? Like, it would. I would hope so, and I don't care where it is this year. I think you got to give Seton Hall the home game next year. If you played back-to-back years at Seton Hall, why does it matter? There's nobody there this year. Like, I'm not, uh, you know, so they should play it. Find a way to get it done because they're two good teams to watch, and it would it would give us another very good at a conference game to watch this it, year. It so hopefully me, it happens. It would give me my favorite thing, which is psychotic Danny Seton Hall. Yes, Seton Hall hatred. Danny is like, yeah. oh man, it's a beauty to watch. It's, it's I mean, like Danny's obviously insane with Rutgers basketball anyway, but Seton Hall, like, I mean, he fought Bobby Gonzalez. We 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 hereby claimed it, and it's something that happened now. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. All right. So we got basketball coming up in the near future. We got a good song from Danny right there to kind of set the tone. I mean, um, uh, I think this has been this has been pretty solid. What else uh, was on the list of, uh, of stuff before we wrapped up? We got another call from our guy, Ross. Uh, Ross called in last week and left us a, a nice a nice voicemail. And he's left another one. Um, remember, I I likened his voice to sounding like the racetrack. Um and uh, he he said that his wife heard that and said, "Yeah, the racetrack and and too many cigars." So it, it's it's definitely that combination. So let's uh let's see what Ross has to say this week. Ross from Boston, back at it with my guys. Connor, Brendan. What are you guys gonna be for Halloween? Patrick Mahomes. Ninja. So just getting back to a little football here. Rutgers, I mean, couldn't have looked better against Michigan State. Do I like them against Indiana at home? Kind of do. I mean, the money's uh, flowing our way here. It's 11 and a half at the time of recording. Anyway, uh, obviously, you know, it took one quarter to see the Greg Schiano effect. Obviously, they're doing great. I'm saying obviously a lot here, but Rutgers on a roll right now. I mean, 1 and 0, you know, first time in a thousand days they've won a non buy game, and uh, things are looking up. Now, whether we go 2 and 6, Three and five. There was Brendan again. Uh, we, you know, certainly are on the right on the right track, and that's good. But, you know, knowing to put the TV on and knowing that you know the team's going to be competitive, that's really great. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. Go Rutgers. Yeah, yeah. So he's got the uh, he's got the kids in the background. Not that that's what they do. They they keep making noise. 
Oh, uh, good job, Ross. Yeah. Sorry, he. I didn't. Was he taking the eleven and a half before the Indiana game week or not? I couldn't tell. I think he was. I think he was. He said he liked Rutgers at home, right? Yeah. I kind of. I kind of so like this. Playing. So he was probably very annoyed at the whole lateral being called back. Right. Yeah, because that would have made it a ten point game pending the the two point conversion. By the way, yeah. uh, so I put up the poll: Does Dante Jones count? And uh, Danny's response: Under no circumstances for anything. <laughs> He called it. I told you. Very angry. Danny tells a story all the time when uh, when Todd Billet in Virginia came back to the rack. Dante Jones was there as a fan supporting Todd Billet in the 300 levels. Apparently, I don't know. That's how Danny tells the story, and you know, going crazy rooting for Virginia, and that angered Danny to to no end. So. Oh man. <laughs> I was spot on with that, as uh, as, as predicted. <laughs> so what do we got? What do we got next? Are we on to gambling to finish up, or uh, uh, I might have uh, had a couple of random things here. Um, says so something about claymation here. We don't have to talk about that. Australian stock markets. Um, we don't have to talk about that. Basically, just tw- everybody tweet at Danny. Just if you're listening and you have Twitter, just ask Danny what his stock uh, stock pick of the day is for the Australian market. Think, That's all you need to do. I think a lot of people have this friend, right? So Danny has an MBA. He does something for a living. I don't quite understand or know what it is. But he talks in a lot of like business jargon. And I guess because he's around so many other people who know what he's talking about, he'll casually refer to things like like last night we, we have we're on a Zoom call, we're watching or you know, he's watching the election, we're making fun of Danny as he's watching the election. It was fun, whatever. So like he said something about, Oh wow, the Australian the, the Australian markets are, are down and we're like, Well, what does that mean? He's like, You don't know what it means? Why I'm like, I don't know how the Australian stock market works, but like I think everyone has this friend. Right, I, who is like if you're not in into like stocks or business or whatever, I think everyone knows somebody who is who like is like Danny and assumes that other people know what the fuck they're talking about, right? Because people who like talk about stocks, I don't think understand how little people who don't know anything about stocks like know about stocks. So I think I feel like we've definitely asked this question before. I'm gonna put out a poll. Do you know? Do you understand how the stock market works? Anybody that replies yes is a freaking liar. Uh, all right, so that's that. Oh, did you guys see the thing in the, um, I think it was Oklahoma State game, where they, on the scoreboard, they put up, the, behind the goalpost, they put up like yes. big field goal lines, like yellow lines to distract that the kicker? Was, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> Ain't Gee. no rule that says you can't do that. Hey. I, I I loved it. That was funny and like ultimate college football, like get in the mud and you don't care, play dirty tricks. I'm all for that. Totally for that. Uh, it was great. I'm pretty sure the Big 12 came out afterwards like, yeah, you can't do that. How about that? You see the, the fight between Florida and Missouri? Uh, I, you know what? I actually never saw the video of it. I saw Dan Mullen pumping up the crowd afterwards, but I didn't see yeah. the actual fight. Yeah, it was uh, it was a, it was a good one. I will never understand why football players feel like the smart decision is to throw fisticuffs at a somebody wearing a helmet. It's just amazing to me to even think about. Well, he's, there was like, that NFL game where uh, the Bears player just went up to the Saints guy oh, and just that, punched yeah. him in the, in the face. I mean, that was amazing too. Um. All right, I think that's it for the random. Did I have any, any other random stuff? It just says Langan here. I don't know what that means. 
uh, celebrity death match. That was part of claymation. We don't need to talk about that. Um, all right, just for momentum's sake, do we want to do our, our our gambling segment? It's not really working. We're not preparing anything for it, but I think we have to do it, right? We yeah, have been right. keeping I mean, track. We might as well. We'll make just, it quick. Just so we can play the music and everything. All right, we are here. Rutgers football. It is week three. Uh, I think we're still hopeful for the season. I think we're just glad to have Rutgers football. Yeah, we can't go to the games. And sure, they're probably not going to do too great about Ohio State this weekend. But hope springs eternal. It's week three in the league where they play for no pay. All right, Rutgers and Ohio State this Saturday at the Shoe, as they call it, in Columbus, Ohio, 7.30 p.m., BTN, Ohio State, a 38-point favorite at home. Adam, let's go to you first. What do you got? There is no way in hell that I keep up with the joke and go money line three weeks in a row. Uh, we will have Howie's pick come out Saturday morning. He is 0-1 on the season in picking straight up. I will take... Rutgers to cover the 38. I'll take Rutgers at plus 38. 38's a lot. Ohio State's good. I'll take Rutgers. 49-14? Like, like it's gonna be close. Like, like it's like I'll take plus 38. It's it's so many points, right? And maybe Ryan Day will be nice to his old buddy. Right? Actually, I don't know if Shiano's his buddy. I have no idea. I mean, Shiano did kind of resign the second that Ryan Day took over. I have no idea uh, if they're friends or not. But maybe. Oh, by the way, something I think I mentioned to you guys on the text chain that just kind of illustrates the difference between Rutgers and Ohio State, or really Ohio State and everyone in the conference, was that So I'm watching the Ohio State game last week against Penn State. They have this running back, Master Teague, right? Last year... He was like their fifth string running back. And I remember him coming in against Rutgers when the game was out of hand. This year, he's just a monster. And last year, he's fifth on their depth chart or whatever. If Rutgers had a guy like that, he would get 30 carries a game as a freshman. It's just not fair. It's not fair that Ohio State just gets players like that who are really good. And they're, yeah, you have to get this four or five star recruit. You're going to sit down for a year. It's just not fair. Mike, are you still there? Yeah. What do you got? I'm going to take Ohio State. I don't really see how it's a question. 38's a lot of points. That's it. Yeah, I know. Rutgers money line. uh, I think uh, somebody on the uh, NJ.com podcast put it well. Ohio State's got like eight games to impress uh, everybody and make it into the playoff or whatever. So I don't think they'll be taking their foot off the gas. So do you think this could get like like 70 to nothing kind of bad? Is that what you're saying or like I mean how- I don't know. I don't think it'll be 70 to nothing, but I I, I don't think that they'll stop at 37 nothing or something. The up like that. the upper limit does not exist. Is that you're saying the limit does not exist? <laughs> no, is, I'm not saying that. That's a you that's a you thing. The ceiling is the roof. Yeah, the ceiling is the roof. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, on this poll, do you understand how the U.S. stock market works? It's early, just uh, three minutes in. Nine votes 
78% said yes. Bullshit. You're Bullshit. Freaking liars. It's just Danny on like 10 different accounts. Oh my God. All right. Well, I, I had fun. It was enjoyable. Uh, we got Rutgers football under the lights this week. That'll be uh, something. Yeah. It'll be, I mean, right, it'll just, be on. Just, uh, just remember, we hereby claim that Penn State has one last place. So, um, Go dogs and pay the players.